Hello, you're listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast. Yeah, I've actually got intro music this week, which is which is good. Uh, yeah, it was kind of raw the last episode, but we're, we're back and we're more polished than ever. Um, I've got Ryan Crombie joining me back again uh, to talk about the weekend. Ryan, I'm assuming you aren't as upbeat as you were when I spoke to you last. Nah, uh, I mean, absolutely terrific weekend. Couldn't have gone better. Um, delighted I attended the football match that I did and underscore again on this podcast um, ready to go again <laughs> you're back and raring to go Hamish Carton is back are you raring to go Hamish I am uh, it's a Sunday night as the listeners will no doubt not know um, but that is the time we, we record but I, I'm uh, raring to go having seen approximately zero minutes of SPFL action this weekend <laughs> and uh, literally in the last 25 minutes prior to recording both munched a Thai green curry um, which was absolutely delicious with a couple of bits of naan bread um, mm. and also uh, managed to get through five of the six um, league matches highlights on the BBC website. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I had a madras tonight, so we've we've kind of had similar meals but not quite the same. What, what did you say there? You've, you had giraffe? A, a madras, a curry, a oh. madras curry. Right. Well, <laughs> like, the good, um, like the good Brexit boy that I am, I had a Sunday roast. Hell yeah. See, we're thinking, we're thinking, you know, Empire Two Point in terms of the, in terms of where we're going for our food. Whereas <laughs> you've gone for real Fortress Britannia style, uh, Ryan. Right, okay, let's move on, Ryan. Um, I suppose we should we should start off with yourself. Um, on the last podcast we had, we were talking about Motherwell Aberdeen as a game that you were look looking forward to at the weekend. Um, your mood will have changed somewhat. Motherwell three, Aberdeen nil. Um, <laughs> Aberdeen's supposed to be shit-housing their way through the league. However, if they defend like that, they certainly they'll be sitting bottom six, right, didn't they? <laughs> Ryan, is that is that an accurate assessment? I'm glad shit, you not shit house. Glad you two find it funny because I certainly don't. Um, <laughs> wasting my hard-earned cash to uh, attend these football games. Ah, it was absolutely abysmal. Um, I mean, it's a scoreline. Seem to be getting used to getting pumped three 0 by Motherwell. Um, I think that's three times in the last year it's happened now. Somehow, uh, absolutely disgraceful to be honest. That it's just a recurring thing. Never mind a once-off. Um, and I would go as far as to perhaps suggest that um, it was the worst performance under Denny McInnes. Oh, I think that um, title is maybe reserved for the away game in uh, Luxembourg that we lost um, <laughs> but it was it was certainly up there it was absolutely terrible uh, and I, I, it's just madness um, spouted drivel during the week that oh well they were playing for cup final places and all this kind of patter um, well going on that kind of assumption none of them should be playing in the cup final next Sunday because uh, every single one of them to a man was absolutely shite uh, I mean, I, I take it you've seen the goals. Yes. Oh, they're 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 astounding. I mean, I it's probably the best word to describe them. I mean, we weren't up to much in the first twenty-five minutes, but I, I think the difference was neither were Motherwell. And then now again decides that he wants to become Motherwell's twelfth man uh, and just runs back to the halfway line from our corner and passes the ball straight to. Um, Danny Johnson uh, and then from then, then on in 
they just never seem to recover. And it's it's a bit strange that it's a recurring theme with Aberdeen when they they kind of lose a goal. Um, with the kind of exception of Kilmarnock the other week, they always seem to kind of capitulate. Uh, and it's certainly what happened. I mean, there wasn't even a response uh, to that goal. They they didn't create anything. Uh, they didn't look like they were bothered in the middle of the park. And I think a lot of attention has been drawn to the defending, which was just absolutely atrocious uh, from then on in. And it was just painful to watch. And I don't ever leave games early, but I left this one early. <gasps> oh, my God. Um 85 minutes we decided I think it partly down to because uh, my dad had suffered from food poisoning and was sort of <laughs> withering away in his seat beside me um, but I didn't uh, offer much protest in the fact that he he wished to leave early I was um, almost backing up um, <laughs> his his movements and it, aye, it was absolutely dreadful but I mean from a mother perspective I brilliant <laughs> Uh, Hamish, just to kind of go through the goals, uh, the the first goal is one of those ones where like, I was watching the highlights and it was that way where I was, I was looking. I, I knew the goals were shite in terms of like the Aberdeen defending, but I was looking at Shea Logan and going like, "Ah, he's done enough to he's Hi. done enough to kind of usher Johnson into way." So this clearly can't be where the goal comes from, and then he just scores it anyway. Like I was expecting him to square it and then them to muck it up there or him to have a shot, but <sighs> I mean, what was your what what was your take on the defending? What was the worst goal, do you think? A good question. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the first pass for for the first goal from there again across is... It's, I mean, it's a terrible ball. Um, it, it's kind of... It's unlike Aberdeen. I, I mean, I think the, it's fair to say the strength of Aberdeen this season, it certainly hasn't been going forward. It's been keeping goals out. I mean, you look at Aberdeen's matches recently, other than the Hamilton game... Um, and the St Mirren game, you know, two teams down the bottom who are really struggling. I mean, everyone seems to be beating Hamilton at the moment. They've not really scored more than one goal in, in very many games. Kilmarnock was the exception. Uh, and even then, the two goals kind of came out of pretty much nothing in the second half. So I think it was always going to be a worry if, if they have their back four have a day um, to forget. And it wasn't, as you say, it wasn't just the back four. I mean, it's a terrible ball across for Niall McGinn. But as you rightly say, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I concur the fact that Shea Logan, I thought he'd tracked him well. It was almost at the stage where you'd start shouting at him, well done, Shea, you've done well, you've done enough. And then he, Marvin Johnson simply just squares him up and he's he's too quick for him. He just cut, cuts Marvin him to the Johnson. Right. Marvin Johnson, sorry. Danny Johnson. <laughs> Mar- it, was, it was a Marvin johnson light goal. That's why I'm thinking that. Sorry, Danny Johnson. Um, he, he does really well, cuts inside and it's just as well he finished it because I think he had two runners up with him that would have been screaming at him had he not um, but I thought that was a really good finish the other goals, Ferguson should do better for the last one shouldn't he but it's a it's a neat finish into the back of the net um, but I mean you, you only have to look at the comments with Derek McInnes after awful calamitous were two of the words that he used um, I think that pretty much sums it up and it is just I think probably most worrying for Aberdeen the fact that it came after what had been a good run four wins in a row going to a team like Motherwell that they must have known were going to get a reaction after the hammering they took at Ibrox they must have known that was going to be a tough match and they just didn't seem up for it at any stage and as you say with the cup final coming up for Aberdeen to be so poor and to show so little fight there wasn't even a a real fight back at any point where you thought Aberdeen were going to get a goal back or anything like that they didn't have any massive chances and it was just a real bad afternoon to forget and there's been too many of them at Fur Park recently 
um, and I think this season as well, you look at it, there's, I think Aberdeen in the past, or the reason they finished second wasn't because of the record against the so-called big teams, it was because their consistency against the bottom six teams was so good. You look at it so far this season, you've got kind of daft defeats, you would call them, away to Motherwell. I know Kelly are a good side, but Holmico Marnock's a strange result as well. Um, well drop, I think that drop, was mitigating circumstances, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, the Kelly game given the fact we were down to 10 men from minute 5 well I'll give you that but still on paper you're hoping to beat Kilmarnock at, at home um, and there's been, just been dropped too many drop points for me and I, I just think it's it's disappointing to see for Aberdeen fans probably more, more so than anyone the fact that they went in this 4 game run they were probably looking at Motherwell thinking this is a good opportunity get the 3, three points in the bag and we've got a whole week to, to look forward to the cup final you're probably Maybe I'm talking out of turn, Ryan, but you're probably kind of dreading the cup final a bit more than you were uh, on Saturday morning now. Um, aye, I mean, obviously, it's just natural given the fact that you're not going to be going into it with massive confidence. But I would say the kind of positive spin of that, you'd rather it happen this week than next week. Um, we've all, well, we've seen what happened in the, in the League Cup final. And when was that? Is that 2016 now? 2017? Yes, 2016. Um, went into that in pretty decent form. Uh, and on the day, they just didn't turn up. Um, same with the semi-final at Hamden against Motherwell last season. Went into that in pretty good form. Uh, and then they just kind of flicked that switch where they turn absolutely shite. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a kind of... You hope for something... Similar to what happened to, well, what Motherwell showed, an absolutely embarrassing defeat. And you just hope that next week you get a reaction. But put it this way, it certainly can't be much worse. Um, and obviously I know it's against Celtic and all that kind of stuff. But I would rather they got that performance out of their system um, this week rather than next. Um, and usually, um, in general terms, when we've had a, a really bad result, uh, under Derek McInnes we tend to bounce back so um, in terms of performance itself I absolutely pathetic but sort of looking forward you can only hope that they sort of get back to basics if you like um, and hopefully Devlin's back for the cup final as well I think it's a bit um, you can't be overstated how important he is well the central defensive partnership of Devlin and McKenna is to Aberdeen um, and obviously you've seen that at the weekend, just the, the would, shambles that it becomes after that. Would um, Considine move back over to left back when Devlin comes back in? Mm, not sure. He seems to have a bit of an obsession with height in at the minute. Well, at right. the minute, always. Um, and he seems to like the idea of Considine being in the team for height alone. But the fact of Considine matching up against James Forrest has given me nightmares. <laughs> so you'd have to think that <laughs> if he has any sense it would be Max Lowe would keep his place. I mean I think looking at the game, I think perhaps the only player who'd done any anything was Max Lowe. Uh kinda of a few good runs up the wing, good decent left back play that Considine just doesn't offer. Uh and obviously this guy's been playing well, he's played in the early parts of the championship this season. So I, I really think well, I really hope Max Lowe keeps his place uh, and Considine has dropped, given he was absolutely shite as well. Um, Hamish, kind of looking at this from a Motherwell point of view, 3-0, smashing. Uh, 
if they were as shite as we've been saying they have been in uh, the most recent weeks, then this would be a game where we were looking at it and going like, well, if you don't take your chances, you know, you've come out of this game with a point and, you know, it's good to result against Aberdeen a point, but, you know, you should be taking your chances. They have taken their chances. Um, is, this a, is this a ray of light in a in a otherwise dark season so far? Can you see them kicking on from this or do you think this is just a case of Aberdeen on a silver platter saying, here's three points, please take them? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, there's no doubt in Aberdeen, you only have to look at the goals to see that, if anything, Aberdeen gifted the goals more than Motherwell scored the goals. Um, it's I mean, it's Motherwell's fourth league win of the season. It's the first against any team that isn't the bottom two, uh, who up until this point, as we'll talk about later, maybe changed at the weekend of them two getting good results. But up until that point... Um, those two have everyone's beaten them so it was Motherwell's first kind of marquee win of the season and obviously last season as we say beating Aberdeen twice 3-0 and um, I think a loads of other results that they had against kind of big teams holding both Celtic and Rangers at home and um, beating Hearts they they had a good record last season Motherwell and I, I think they, they probably fell victim to their you know, own expectation for last season I mean let's be honest Motherwell shouldn't be getting to two cup finals at Hamden and Stephen Robinson Probably as much as he enjoyed them, probably at times maybe wishes he he just kind of had a steady season last year and and just finished maybe where they did in the league and not bothered about the cups because I think the cups sometimes aren't a fair reflection. Uh, you still got to look at Motherwell last year. Uh, I think I'm right in saying they finished seventh in the league, maybe even eighth. I'm not sure. I can't quite remember. But it wasn't a particularly memorable season in the league. And you look where they're sitting now, they're ninth. The league, no doubt, stronger from last year. Uh, you've got a, a better St. Johnson, a better Kilmarnock, along with Livingston added into the league, who are a, I think are a better team than Ross County or Partick Thistle, who went down last season. So it's uh, it's a tougher league this year. And I think for Motherwell, we sit in there, ninth place, 14 points. I mean, they're nine points clear of Dundee. Um, and I think Motherwell will only motor on from here. The, the fixtures they've got coming up, I think I'm right in saying... Uh, they've got Livingston away at Ammonville next week. Living a bit of poor form of themselves. You would you'd probably fancy the way Motherwell are playing at the moment to get a decent result, albeit being a tough place to go. Um but I think there's real positives for Motherwell there. I don't think anyone's suggesting that they're, you know, gonna finish seventh in the league or even break into the top six, but I think there's uh, there's more positives there than there were a month ago, put it that way. Hmm. Um now, I suppose you mentioned there uh, Livingston. Do you want to talk a bit about Livingston and their game at Ibrox? Yeah. Um, Clamped. 3-0. I, th- I think most teams have, have come up against that at Rangers. I think what you're seeing now is Livingston just falling into their natural place. We knew it would happen at some point. I mean, you look at the results at the start of the season, beating Hibs and Rangers at home, You know, going to the likes of St Mirren winning, going to Tynecastle, getting a result there as well, thumping Dundee 4-0 they were always going to come back down to earth a little bit and I think Gary Holt will just be delighted that they've got what is it, 19 points in the board they're still 5 points clear of Motherwell they're actually level still in points for Hibs which just goes to show how much they've fallen as well so I think they've just got to be delighted they've just got to gradually I mean, for safety they probably need one win every three matches, something like that, and they'd be fine because they've already, as I say, they've got a fourteen-point cushion in bottom place. But they're just they're just coming back down to earth a little bit, as we all expected, and we're, we're seeing Livy probably in their natural position now. Because uh, I, I don't think there's anyone should get worried about them. They still get good players there. You only have to look at their mm. last result against Celtic, and you saw how well they can still all work for each other. So I don't I mean I don't think they're going to go in like a 
famous last words maybe I don't think they're going to go on a 7-8 game losing run or anything like that and really be dragged into mm. it but equally I think they'll probably sit maybe 8th, ninth, or even mm, not quite 10th but 8th or ninth probably in the league in terms of Rangers they're obviously just doing really well really, nice. really good at Ibrooks. Uh, whatever Steven Gerrard's doing there they look um, unbeatable uh, at Ibrooks at the moment and uh, I think they've still got a few of the big guns still I know Hibs are still to go there Aberdeen are still to go there Celtic of course are still to go there um, so I think those are going to be big matches and, and I mean, you can beat Livingston 3-0 at Ibrooks all you want but I think it's when those kind of teams you know Celtic and Aberdeen come to Ibrooks will really see what Rangers are made of uh, but there's no doubt I mean, their, their home record speaks for itself at the moment if their away record had been half <coughs> half decent or better than it's been they'd be sitting top of the league at the moment Yeah Ryan it's, um, I mean it, it's one of these ones where you, you look at Rangers last week obviously no, sorry not last week uh, a fortnight ago putting seven goals past Motherwell um, Livingston 3-0 but holding it for quite a wee while here Um do you think it is just a case of Rangers just kind of kicking on uh, and bringing these guys off the bench to get these results? I know Morelos scored. I know uh, Gerard was, you know, high with praise for him. Um, what do you, <laughs> what do, you, what do you see this as a, as kind of Rangers kicking up a gear towards the end, or do you think it was just a case of Livingston um, kind of capitulating? What, how did you see it? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think Rangers are kind of synonymous with her late goals this season yeah um, uh, I, I think Levy gave as good as they got I don't think it was a, a bad performance I mean uh, I think Hamish kind of said that they'd be slipping back to where we expect to be but I think I mean 8th is still decent placed and they're given they're still giving teams a game it's not like Rangers battered mm-hmm. Livingston and you've seen seen from the highlights they had a few decent chances so yeah McGregor had to make a few good saves Aye, so um, I saw him earlier. I was out for my my lunch in Trin, and uh, Alan McGregor was kicking about. Perfect. Did you go over and say anything to him? Um, no, no, because <laughs> I'm I'm assured that he doesn't really like the press. Oh, right, okay. Doesn't like life going by his face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we? Did you see? Did you, by just sorry to me, but did you see McInnes in the sports scene? No. After the game, no. oh god, oh dear! Oh, the light, the light had gone out there. I'm surprised, happy, they, uh, <laughs> surprised they got an interview out of him because uh, apparently he was in the dressing room for a good hour and a half or something like that. Jesus! Um, so I think somebody was on overtime there. <laughs> anyway, um, what's a good segue here? Well. Uh, Morelos is, yeah, is certainly loving life, scoring goals. Another one off the bench. Yeah, he also got booked, though, I heard, for. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what do you call that term when you kind of are angry about something? It's not dissent. dissent. There's a better not term dissent. than dissent, though. Um, it's like ends in Asian or something like that. It's one of these pretty cool words that I don't really use that often. Gestic- gesticulation. Might be Oof. that. He might be right. Um, but you look at his scoring record. I am right. He, he was he was out of the the infamous now game against Ibrook uh, against Ibrooks against Aberdeen. Uh, but you look at his record, especially at Ibrooks lately. You know he scored against Livingston, scored in the seven one against Motherwell, uh, scored at St Mirren the league game before that, scored against Kelly the league game before that, um, goals against like Hamilton and and Hearts way before that as well. And he's netted in Europe as well as we know. So. 
as much as a lot of chat about Morelos, and for me, he still has to prove he can do it in the massive games, aka, you know, a, a match against Celtic. Let's not beat around the bush. That's what it really comes down to when you're a Rangers striker. Can you do it against Celtic? Um, I think he's he's doing well at the moment, and he's he's scoring goals for fun. Uh, I think it's what, eight league goals he's got so far this season, something like that. Yep. So it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um... Is there much more to say, guys? No. I think, to move on. I think the final point I'd just make quickly is that Steven Gerrard Rangers deserve credit for... It can all threaten to cave in a little bit, didn't it, after the defeat at Hamden against Aberdeen and then the draw a few mm. days later against Kilmarnock. That was... There were real murmurings then, you know, mm. that everything well, there was, wasn't there was all Kishinia, well. Kish, comparisons being, there was comparisons being drawn and, at that point. And we point. know how famous and infamous they can be in, in Glasgow when you're compared to previous managers who are deemed as failures, a la Dyla and Le Guin and Mowbray and folk like that. But yeah. I think, other than the result in Russia, that for all intents and purposes, it just seemed like a totally bizarre game. Um, you know, they've steadied it, they've kept clean sheets against Livy and St Mirren prior to that and obviously thumped Motherwell before that as well. So I think there's got to be positives for Rangers and, and they're now going into, Stephen Gerrard's called it himself, the busiest period of the season so far or, or the biggest period. You know, they've still got to go to Tynecastle next week, they're Villarreal at home in the Europa League and they've got Aberdeen the midweek after that and obviously Celtic at the end of the month. Hibs before that as well. It's a massive time for Rangers and I think in the next month, because it is only the next month, um, we'll know exactly what they've uh, what, what they're all going to be about. They've got to go to St Johnson as well in that period, which obviously right now is a, a very tough game. Um, you mentioned basically every team in the league there, um, but you did mention St Mirren, so we'll move on to them. I did. Uh, I didn't or did? You did. You did mention them in terms of Rangers keeping a clean sheet. Yes. <clears throat> so let's talk about it uh, on a kind of. Somewhat preview section. I said I could see St. Mirren picking up a point in this game. I was I was slightly laughed at. I believe you predicted um, it. I didn't quite predict three. <laughs> um, it, it's slightly it's slightly out with what I predicted. Uh, but Christ, uh, yeah. I mean, if Hearts can't score goals and St. Mirren can score goals like they did, then <laughs> this was only going to end one way. The Hamill goals, the first goal. You know, fuck me, what a goal. The second goal is a brilliant, a brilliant finish, I think. But it's that first goal that's just kind of like, ah, if you're just smashing them in from like 40 yards, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> nothing really matters after there. Mm. Uh, I loved it, man. The first, the first goal is an absolute belter. <laughs> That'll be a yes speechless. then. Absolutely. Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> speechless. Um, what do you want to What do you want to talk about, Hamish? Do you want to talk about St Mirren and the winning a game of football finally, or Hearts not being able to score a goal? What do you want? I'll let, I'll let Ryan do St Mirren in a wee minute. I'll focus on the negatives, like I often like to do. I think nice Hearts' record of of late, you know, last five matches, losing four of them. The only result they got of sorts was that Edinburgh derby against Hibs. Uh, they've not scored a single goal in the last five matches. Who would have thought? After remember when Hearts went to um, Jim McIntyre's Dundee and, and put three past them at Dens. They had a great support that night, and they were going into the. I think I'm right saying that it was the Celtic Cup uh, semi-finals a couple of days after that, and they were warming up and they looked on fire. Uh, who would have thought that a month later they would not have scored a goal since then? It's pretty remarkable when you see um, a team who is 
humping everyone, scoring goals for fun at the start of the season, keeping goals out for fun at the start of the season is now gone and, and lost to arguably the well the second poorest team in the league so far this season, a team in, in St Mirren that up until that point hadn't won under Oren Kearney, they'd only I think picked up two points prior to that and they, they were a team in crisis for for kind of a lot of a lot of those matches and it was really starting to turn the, the St Mirren support were really starting to turn on the team as opposed to in the, the early days under Kearney when they were right behind them and they got that draw against Celtic so I think it was a, a massive result for St Mirren but Hearts are just struggling you look at their fixtures coming up I, I hate to do this but they've got you know St Johnston away they've got Rangers obviously on Sunday those are matches that you can see Hearts struggling and their season could mm. really fall apart almost scarily and I know they ended up finished second this season, but scarily similarly to that uh, 2005-06 when they went on an awful run around this time of the season and they ended up being going from about six or seven points clear at the top to about six or seven points in second place by the end of the year. So I think they've mm. got to watch that uh, history doesn't repeat again. But it's just so typical. How many times do we see teams starting the league so well and then just falling apart? And it seems uh-huh. to be happening for Hearts. It's one of these things when we were looking at Hearts, they were sitting top of the league and we were going, maybe a month ago, we were looking at the fixtures coming up and going, okay, they'll have, I mean, this was before they had their trip to Ibrox and we were going, okay, they've got to go to Ibrox, they've got to go to Celtic Park, they'll have Hibs. Um, they had Aberdeen then, in that period and, as well. Oh, uh-huh, they had Aberdeen and then it's one of those ones where it's like, and then they'll have, they'll have Kelly at home and then they've got a game against St Marin. Yeah. It's one of those ones where it's like, okay, we'll see how like they are coming out the other side of it and then we'll judge them in that St Mirren game. They haven't come out well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, St Mirren, St Mirren have taken points off them now in a game that I don't think a lot of people would have seen this happening in. Um, and certainly, you know, <laughs> based on the recent form of the two teams, uh, <laughs> the, the, just Hearts' league position probably should have been enough to see them through, but... It's quite worrying now that you know they were looking unstoppable, as you were saying, Hamish, against you know teams anywhere in the league. Whereas now it's looking as if you know teams will be looking at Hearts now and just going like, okay, we can beat them, and they aren't offering much up front. It's it's mental the one eighty that's happened. Yeah, as I say, I, I struggle to remember of a team going for so good to so bad in such such a kind of short period of time. Mm. Again, the the last team I can think of doing that was the old five oh six Hearts team. Yeah. Uh, but they did, as I say, pick themselves up in the second half a little bit from memory and ended up finishing second. But I think that it's fair to say the league's stronger this year than it was that year. There's more teams that would be able to finish. So mm. they've just the positive for them, I suppose, is that, you know, Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Aberdeen, Hibbs, um te- teams below them all drop points at the weekend. Uh, Livingston as well obviously all, all drop points so it's only really Celtic and Rangers that have gained ground on them this weekend so they've uh, they've just got to pick themselves up I mean, they've got a massive game on Sunday at home to Rangers it's a, probably the ideal match to get the fans right behind them mm. again I'm sure it'll still be a sell it'll still be a great atmosphere we know that Rangers haven't been great I'm still to be convinced the Rangers away from home I've seen them beat you know St Mirren and Hamilton but those games for periods were treacherous matches for Rangers so I think Rangers going to Tynecastle you'll find out a lot about both teams next Sunday um, Ryan we'll move on to St Mirren um, as much as we're saying hearts are shy and they're doomed and we'll find out all about them whether they'll, they'll completely collapse and end up finishing bottom six probably as um, a result of the match next week St Mirren actually looked really good here I thought yeah uh, and I would think uh, Oren Kearney would say that it's been coming 
um, given the fact they got a decent point last week against Dundee um, it was against Dundee wasn't it yeah and mm-hmm. um, then they've backed that up with a very good one against Hearts and I think the main thing here is they'll take um, a massive bout of confidence from the fact they've beaten a team who were sitting in second uh, on at the start of the day on Saturday um, it's not one of those games where you've gone in against a team around about you of the same kind of quality They've uh, Hearts obviously have their injury problems but they've outplayed Hearts and they've thoroughly deserved their win um, a couple of cracking goals in there as well I think we have to touch on that I mean mm. goal of the season are we saying so I actually witnessed Adam Hamill uh, I maintain probably score the greatest goal I have ever seen uh, about 10 years ago when he was playing for Dunfermline he scored the goal at Celtic Park if anyone Oof. looks out for it I, I don't know it's one of these kind of bizarre older goals that you can't actually find on YouTube um, oh. unless you I think you can find it somewhere I think now if you search for I think it was Celtic 2 Dunfermline 1 it was maybe back in 2006 maybe and uh, if you search for that you should see a goal it's right at the end and it, it's an incredible goal um, so he does have it in his locker I seem to remember when he was down can't remember who it was he played for when he moved first down to England I want to say Hull or someone like that and I seem to remember him scoring a scorcher on the opening day of the season in the championship so he's clearly a player who's got in it I think he's a great player for St Mirren to have um, and obviously if he's scoring goals like that it really helps his delivery is something that's really really underrated a really good whipped ball delivery and I think you'll see St Mirren score a few you know set pieces headers for set pieces this season so mm-hmm. I think it's, it's looking up for St Mirren it was really important for them you know, to get a result under Oren Kearney, because as I say, things were threatening to cave in a little bit for them uh, when they were struggling to get results. And the next match uh, up against Hamilton on Saturday, that's a big one for both teams. We'll come on to Hamilton later, but uh, I think St Mirren probably go into that game slight favourites the way those two teams are playing at the moment. <gasps> well, we shall we shall see. Um, do you want to move on to uh, another team down at the bottom? Rooted to the bottom. Right. Uh, Dundee against Hibs two each um, now there were a lot of people on the podcast who were predicting a Hibernian clamping in this game that Hibs were going to win this game I, I think I saw in our predictions league that we have that we will eventually reveal the results of probably at the halfway point in the season I think it's probably a good time to do it but uh, yes there were some people who were predicting uh, I think there was a 5-0 I saw in there somewhere name and shame if I can't, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, and I will, I will find it. But uh, yeah, it didn't look like it would be that far off, considering <laughs> the start that happened in the game, the chances Hibs created afterwards. Um, but then half time, bang bang, Dundee just immediately back into it. Um, we, we talked, we talked a wee bit in the the game when St Mirren and and Dundee were were playing each other but the the mental toughness in that game just like that nobody lost it and there's a similar thing in this game where it's like you know they have gone 2-0 down at Easter Road and a lot of teams could get absolutely annihilated in that situation but they didn't they they showed a really really good you know kind of just dig and drive to get back into the game Um, if they really were as shite as we thought they were they probably would have been destroyed in this game and they weren't right (laughs) <laughs> no. Um, just come back in that five uh, 0 Hibs was the lesser spotted Lewis Kemp. Um <laughs> quick fingers revealed that. Uh aye, but in terms of Dundee to to fight back from 
2-0 down at Easter Road, absolutely terrific. Um, and I think you've seen what it means to the fans uh, as uh, they celebrated that goal. I found it quite funny. There was absolutely no noise Aye. Uh, at, um, I was say at that. all. But it looked like a quite a decent support, so I don't I know. know what was going was, on there. I was <laughs> glad you pointed that out, because I was literally about to say that, the fact that there was a decent support going crazy, but it was just totally silent. Mm, maybe it was just and those... there was limbs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe they were There's no limbs without noise. Limbs with no noise. <laughs> maybe that's the new thing. You just don't. You just don't shout. I don't even know. What do you shout when you're giving it limbs? Yes. yes. It's weird, isn't it? I never. I don't. Mm. I, I think I'm probably. To get you, in. you just go yes or something like that. Maybe the sort of the empty corners at Easter Road was sucking the sound out. Because <laughs> even when Hibs scored, it seemed quite subdued. Know. It just seemed like one of those games that didn't, um, like Hibs fans almost expected to win. Uh, so it's like every goal was kind of cheered as expected. And then obviously they didn't get like a, a last minute win or anything. So there wasn't a, a big um, uproar from the home fans. But in terms, just going back to Dundee, absolutely terrific. I mean, I think they're a bit unlucky in the fact that St Mirren picked up their first win since the opening day of the season to kind of overshadow how good a result that is um, yeah. and they actually <laughs> lost ground at the bottom of the table after coming back from two goals down so you could almost point to the fact that to do that is kind of it's more important a point than it seems just to kind of keep in touch with St Mirren given the fact um, they play at Hamilton where those two teams play each other and then St Mirren it's a wee bit of stop start for them at the minute cause I don't think they have a game Um at the weekend, do Dundee? Sorry, no, the next match is at home to Hamilton. Funnily enough, um, oof, both at home to Hamilton next, and as you pointed to Hamish Hamilton, can't really seem to buy a win at the minute. Um, so it's just really important for Dundee. I think. Well, I think McIntyre's still looking for that first one, isn't he? So um, it's just kind of a case of the same as Oren Kearney. He just needs a bit of luck to go his way in games, but certainly can't question them against Hibs I mean absolutely terrific against Hibs who has to be said does, is looking a bit uh, dodgy given the fact I think mm. joint bottom of the form table with Dundee uh, no one's in five yeah certainly uh, yeah, the, if you, the, take it as far back as yeah, the last five matches they've only get taken two points they've only scored four goals in those last five matches Um, aye uh, I mean, the last the last win before that was a six 0 win against Hamilton. Hamilton, but that was the sixth of October, which wasn't yesterday. No, no, and yesterday was the twenty fourth of November. Yes, uh-huh. so it's quite. <laughs> there's been quite a few days between now and then. It's just strange. I think I actually seen a few people saying that Neil Lennon looks like he's out of ideas in terms of how to get like the players motivated. I mean, it's a bit of a recurring thing for Hibs in terms of playing the teams that aren't the top four if you like it's almost the exact opposite of what Aberdeen's mentality is like um, I mean obviously that doesn't really like bear truth all the time given the fact Aberdeen just beat Rangers in a semi-final but Hibs struggled to get themselves up and pick up points against the teams around about them mm. um, even then they haven't been great in those games this season they haven't beaten us and they've played us three times um, lost to Celtic. Uh, I can't yep. remember what the uh, 
Can I make it's a prediction smart. here? Yes, oh. we know we love a prediction. I think Hibs will still finish ahead of Aberdeen, St Johnson, oh. Kilmarnock, and oh. Hearts. This oh season. my! I think they'll finish third. Third. My that's goodness, a, that's a bad prediction. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it depends what way you look at it. If you look at it, how the league table will be at the end of the season, as we know, it's a good prediction. <laughs> I just, I don't, I just don't see what. What are you basing that on? I think that Neil Lennon will get a, a tune out of them again. When they're at their best, they're, they're scintillating, mm-hmm. they're wonderful to watch, and I think they just need to find a bit of consistency. Uh, I think they've got, in all honesty, I think they've got better players than, than any of those teams that I've mentioned there. Uh, and, and I just think that at home, they'll, once they get it together, uh, they're a team that can go away from home and get results as well. I, I, it's just my opinion. I think they're, they'll prove to be a, a better team that have better seasons than those other teams. Mm. A public slating is due, isn't it, from from Lennon of his team? This is usually what happens. There'll mm. be a, a a few bad games in a row, and then he'll just lose it. Just publicly go through them, yeah. and then they'll pick up. They usually pick up about three or four wins in a row. It's very predictable with Neil Lennon, isn't it? He's, <laughs> probably, I think we had a bit of a go at the press after uh, the match at Celtic when he went through a few of them, and there was obviously all, all of that stuff that don't really want to go into after the Edinburgh derby. Uh, mm. I think you're right I think that's probably what will come next um, there's always a low point with Neil Lennon then it picks up I mean was that the low point going 2-0 up in the bottom league's bottom team and, and not finishing it off or is there a, a lower thing to come who knows I mean next match they're away to Kilmarnock that's a tough game on Saturday they have a real tough December to be honest um, I mean I think in those in December they have Celtic Rangers twice yeah. Levy Hearts, so it's going to be a a tough December, and suppose you could argue that these are the games Hibs want to play in to kind of get themselves up for it and back into sort of a bit of form. Yeah, just it's a massive December for everyone, isn't it? When you look at the league table, there's there's just so many massive games in the month. Just the way the league is at the moment, with so many big teams going for for various different parts of the league. I just think it's going to be a great month mm-hmm. and. You'll know. Keep saying that we're going to know at this point where the leagues are going to fit. We know where this point. I think when we go into the the winter break, we'll know. We'll have a pretty good idea of where the teams are going to be fighting for, and it's still very hard to say. Yes. Um, right. Do you want to do you want to make a prediction then, uh, Ryan? Third, not a chance. Do you think they'll finish bottom six? No, I think. <laughs> Fifth. Oh. Right, okay. There Silence, we go. Well, well, my big give fan my answer twice. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So let us move on. I then. think you should probably give a prediction, Gamba. Me. Seeing as you're putting oh. us in it. Putting. I'll say fifth. Oh. I think they'll sneak. I think they'll sneak top six and then not finish sixth. Right. There you go. There's some more intricacies involved in it. Right, let us let us move on to Hamilton nil Celtic three. Um, professional, a professional performance. I've seen this described as, which basically means Celtic weren't very good, but they still managed to win the game fairly comfortably. I think that's a, probably a fair assessment of the game because we watched it, um, and Hamilton didn't look like they were up to much, but Celtic didn't look 
as good as they have in the past month or two, but still good enough to score three goals. Um, are there any particular aspects of this game we want to talk about? Maybe the handball? Can we be bothered? No, it's not really important, is it? Celtic was a winner. Cool. Well, Celtic did win that match ah, without it. So. so so we're fine. Can we talk about Lee Griffiths? Um, yeah. Too fat to play, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good free kick. Um, it's, just, it's a belter, isn't it? Is that, okay. is that the first free kick he scored since the infamous ones? An infamous free kick? Yeah. The one at Ross Against- County, obviously. <laughs> uh, oh, in in the league, in the league, possibly. Uh, he scored. He scored one in Europe against that. Was it Lithuanian team? Oh, so he did. That was his hundredth, wasn't it? Mm. But, um, no, I mean, good, good for Lee Griffiths to come back and and get on the score sheet. Good for Celtic to to get another victory and they obviously move further clear at the top of Hearts. Um, I'm slightly worried for for Hamilton. I must say, we all know that. The, the way Hamilton operate they'll go and they'll lose and run and they'll pick up results I just get the impression that St Mirren and Dundee are likely to pick up after that result there uh, Hamilton recent matches I mean shipping goals for fun uh, three against Celtic four away at St Johnson three against Aberdeen four at home to Rangers she never conceded four in that game six away to Hibs the match before that and then obviously prior to that they could beat 2-0 off of Dundee at home so other than these kind of sporadic matches they put in, like away to Rugby Park and Livingston at home, basically two matches that I was at. So whenever I turn up, Hamilton get a positive result. So um, they're a team that, that obviously struggles to find consistency. Their consistency, I would argue, is losing at the moment. And I just think that they've, they're only two points ahead of St Mirren now for the disastrous start St Mirren have had. So I would be worried if I was Martin Cannon, but we always say that, don't we? And then they find a way out of it. So I don't know if I'm just falling for that daft mistake again of writing Hamilton off. Ryan, what's the what's the reason? Is it is it Martin Cannon's jumper? Because um, it was it was on show. Is it astrology? What are we talking about here? Hmm. I don't know I honestly do think that Hamilton could be in a bit of bother this season Um, (gasps) that's my prediction Um, I predict Hamilton will get relegated just for the sake of it for the sake of putting my neck on the line for no reason other than par to be honest Um, don't know they just don't really offer much at the minute Um, I mean I think the St Johnston game. Four uh, 0 against St Johnston's a, a very poor result. Given the fact, I know they don't have a great record against St Johnston, um, and obviously St Johnston are a decent run of form. Uh, but it's just the results at the minute aren't great, um, and they're they're kind of getting dragged into that relegation battle. Uh, I mean, obviously, they've got two massive games coming up against St Mirren and Dundee, both away. I mean, potentially they could be sitting two points mm-hmm. off bottom spot come the end of that, uh, and an eleventh place. So Wait. they need to they need to buck up their ideas because they're gonna end up dragging themselves into that relegation mm-hmm. battle. We absolutely slated Dundee and St Mirren on this podcast. Maybe a fortnight ago, maybe before that, absolutely slated them, saying these two are going to be fighting out to see which one of them ends up in a playoff spot. Like there's no chance of them catching anyone, and yeah. and like and just in the space of that time, just 
we're looking at it and going like Hamilton are looking really really bad because Dundee aren't losing games and St Mirren are actually able to win some at the moment it's yeah <laughs> that, that's why that's why I'm so reluctant to absolutely lay into Hamilton here because you know the way they work and they'll, they've they'll done it for up, so long like they're still up, in the league for a reason yeah, it, it won't be at St Mirren or Dundee in the next two matches it'll be like at home to Hibs or you know, Kilmarnock at home the, the following week or the week after, it'll be like a, a funny result like that, though, where they'll pull it out of the bag. And that's what the league just changes so quickly. I mean, it's as I say, it was only six weeks ago where we had St. Johnson down as has been bottom six, no danger in the run. We, 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 we had it nailed on, Hamish. Remember, we were, we were talking about this, it was an absolute certainty they were going to finish, what, eighth? Yeah, and now look how daft that looks. Five points for a game in hand ahead of Livingston. Just looks absolutely <laughs> daft. So. It just changes so quickly, so that's why I don't want to rush to too many conclu- conclusions. But I think it was a disappointing uh, ah. result for Hamilton. It's been a disappointing few weeks, but if they win their next two matches against St Mirren and Dundee, we'll be saying the same again about them, and they'll be mm. they'll be nicely have a cushion. They might even be ahead of Motherwell at that stage. Um, do we want to move on, lads? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right, St Johnson Kilmarnock. Nothing each. How did this game finish? Nothing each. Who saw this coming? Because no goals were scored. <laughs> well, um, St. Johnson don't really concede, do they? Oh, no. They conceded in over 500 minutes of football, so. <laughs> it's getting a bit silly now, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the only negative thing you can really say about St. Johnson is the fact that they, what, that's, they've stopped winning games. They're still, they're still unbeaten in like, well, the last six. They were up against Kelly, who are also a very good team. Who also like just don't really lose that many either, yeah. except against Aberdeen. <laughs> Is it the case that that six 0 defeat against Celtic was a best result St. John's could have hoped for? In ter- in terms of like a accelerationist point of view, that they needed that in order to move forward and, and get on with the season. Yeah, apparently Tommy Wright had a bit of a go at them as you would expect after that and, and the players all realise look this isn't good enough and you look at their run since then and they're just uh, I can't I can't lie to you I've not seen them play I don't think any of those matches that they've, they've won or, or drawn in the last six but there's no doubt in the results in it you look at obviously keeping clean sheets against Hibs and, and Kilmarnock at the weekend and they've been scoring a fair few goals as well so it's been a great time for them um, the fixtures they've got coming up again we're repeating ourselves but it's a, a really tough December for them and they've got the likes of Hearts and Aberdeen and Rangers all to come but you know I think there's four or five matches there at home so there's a good opportunity for them mm. at home where they've looked quite dangerous lately to get results there as well so it's a, a promising time for St Johnson but you really wonder can they keep this up for for a, an extended period of time where they could actually finish in maybe the top six or even fifth where they are at the moment I, I do still expect them to be bottom six um, well, that's, I'd say that's a big call. Um, Ryan, we're talking very generally about this in terms of the, the broader narratives of the season. Not much really happened in this game, did it? <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a couple of shots, and obviously it was the the one off the posts. Yeah. Um, this is the one match my... I've actually not seen the highlights for. So <laughs> I also right, okay. must admit my uh, my attention drifted when this <laughs> came on sports scene. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Tanzer had that shot that scathed outside of the post 
I just missed it, and then he was instantly substituted um, after I seen. So possibly the punishment for injecting a wee bit of excitement into this game. Uh, that's the only kind of insight that I, <laughs> I can offer on the, the game itself. I mean, in terms of Kilmarnock, uh, they'll be happy that everyone else below them uh, kind of drop points. Same with kind of Hearts. I think knowing Steve Clark, he'll be disappointed not to sort of push up into third place where I think he thinks that Kilmarnock should be. But, I mean, the point away at St Johnston at the minute isn't a bad result whatsoever. A sad crowd though, wasn't it? I mean, I know we're probably expecting not a great crowd, but I think it was 3,000, um, probably with a decent Kilmarnock support. Just You'd maybe hope for slightly more than that, would you not, for two teams who are playing so well? We always say this about St Johnston though, and it's they don't actually have that big a support to, to pull on. Um, and I think you find that their core support attend the majority of the matches, regardless if they're doing well or not it's kind, of, it's kind of like Hamilton if you like like even if Hamilton are playing really well the, the kind of atten- average attendance stays roughly around the same if St Johnson were in the championship at the moment running away with it doing really well do you think they'd be getting bigger crowds than that? no see I think they might no I really don't I don't think that they have not an indictment of St Johnson at all it's just I don't think that the the fan base is there I feel like it's one of, uh, do you, I, I think you're probably on something there, Hamish, because this this idea that St. Johnson are mid-table, like like certainties, yeah. is like has become like an established feature of Scottish football in what say the past decades. Are we going to say hmm. how long have they been in the top flight since? Since Derek McInnes took them up, so ten, no, eight years, more, nah, more than that. Yeah, I think it might be about eight. I mean, you think about the amount of time it kind of takes to ingrain, like, kind of an idea into somebody's, like, head of, like, you know, like, what is an established thing that happens in football. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's just, like, you you kind of have to ingrain that idea in somebody's head and just, like, oh, well, Celtic and Rangers just go for the league every year. And, like, that hasn't, you know, been the case in Scottish football for quite a while, yet it's still quite an accepted idea. And it's just one of these accepted ideas, I think, in Scottish football that... St Johnston are like a mid-table team, and they always have been, um, despite the fact that, (laughs) despite the fact that they were playing in the division below. So I think you're probably are right that if they were in the division below and they were going for the league, they probably would have bigger crowds because it would maybe be more of an excitement than rather what, what we accept at the moment. If you can follow where I'm coming from, I know that's kind of stupid point that's badly made, but (laughs) I thought it was a good point, Gamba. No, thank you very much, Hamish. Um, I would probably anything... I'd leave the discussion at this game for that to be honest <laughs> we, we've just not talked about the game at all have we <laughs> probably what it deserves probably probably, probably for the best um, right, we've got one championship game just to very briefly cover uh, Ross County 2 Dunfermline 1 sees Ross County leapfrog Dundee United and go into second uh, did you see Higginbotham just raging kicking stuff when he got sent off uh, no. No. Cool. Okie doke. <laughs> Why was he raging? Because he got sent off. Um, because well, he got sent off. He got sent off after like 15 minutes. So, What was he sent off for? An off the ball tussle. <laughs> it's the, 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 the line I have seen. What's that um, off the ball tussle? Is that hooking someone? 
violent conduct. Possibly, possibly, I probably violent conduct. I still haven't seen it from uh, the this who is it the stag the, the staggies uh, YouTube channel that usually uploads these things. Mm. But hopefully they caught it. Oh well. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ross County going second, two points of an United who were in Scottish Cup action. So that's what we're going to talk about, lads. Um, Christ knows how many fixtures played in the Scottish Cup this weekend. Um, there's been a lot. Uh, there was quite a few, um, but we're going to go round the table and ask you guys what your standout result fixture um, was. So, Hamish, let me start with you. What was your What was your standout? Oh, tough one. I mean, there was a few that came to mind. I'd probably uh, have to go for... Stenhouse Muir, bold Stenhouse Muir, minus Brian Ferguson, who uh, got the, mm. the win over um, not just a team in the league above them, um, not just a kind of a, a team as I say that have been in Scottish Cup finals lately, a good side, but also their rivals. I don't know to what yes. extent they are really rivals, but I do know that it was a a packed Oakville view yesterday. There was a massive Falkirk following, as you would expect, with it being. Um, very close. I mean, friend of the podcast, Connor Park, actually visited his local ground yesterday with his <gasps> glory hunting team. Uh, <laughs> but he left disappointed because the local Warriors, um, his real local team, got the win there uh, and won 4 2, I think it finished in the end. Great result. Yes. Well deserved for Steny. Delighted. I've spent a bit of time at that football club doing matches. Uh, I was delighted to see them come up last year. It's been a tough start to the season for them. Really struggling mm-hmm. a, a bit in that league, as we know, Brown Ferguson is gone. Um, but delighted to see them doing well, and also delighted to see that uh, Craig Telfer um, actually had a, a tweet they put up. I think it was a Kevin Keegan related tweet uh, put up that the the Scottish Cup actually used in a montage that they did of the the weekend's action on their Twitter page. I think it's the pinned tweet at the top. So uh, a funny old game, as they say. And uh, delighted for Steny into the next round, although they will probably be exiting the tournament as they come up against Ryan's mob. But uh, then again, the way they've been playing, well, who knows? Um, Stenhouse Muir are the only team Aberdeen have never beaten um, in the Scottish leagues. So, there you go. And obviously there was that, the history of that League Cup tie um, against Stenhouse Muir previously um, that Aberdeen absolutely... I think everybody wants to forget. So it's a bit of a wee bit of a bogey team for Aberdeen. What, what happened you know, there? Uh, Stenhouse Muir beat Aberdeen. Um, early, I think it was early two thousands. Really? Uh, I know an absolute atrocious game, and I think it's one that's scarred into the the memories of all who there all who were there. Where does is that, that is that your kind of Cali Thistle for Celtic? They had the Queen of the South as well, didn't they? <sighs> oh, yes. Um, Obviously, there's been a few for Aberdeen. East Fife as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, East, God. Was there a Queen's Park in there? No, I don't think Penalties? so. Penalties? Uh, I can't remember. There's been too many, Hamish, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, uh, I feel Ryan has started off depressed and we've just slowly tried to drag him down tonight. Uh, but I, wee bit of history between Aberdeen and Stenhouse Muir. So, obviously, there's the only team we've never beaten in the Scottish League set up and then uh, it's the Stenhousemere was the first team Aberdeen ever played ever so um, it will be an interesting tie 
that's we all probably mm. lose. <laughs> um, Ryan, what was your what was your kind of standout result game? Uh, what was the one that caught your caught your nib? I went not not the most exciting in terms of goals, but I sort of blew, and not ge- geographically just because it's all on the road for myself. But Edinburgh City um, Inverness, which ended one one, which I thought absolutely <laughs> terrific result for Edinburgh City. What are you Inverness, of course, love, wouldn't lose. Yes. Love, love the fact. That yeah, Inverness, well, was, like aye. they went in this incredible run of seven draws <laughs> in a row, and then beat Thistle, and everyone was going, "All right, that's it, that's it over." And they've drawn their last two matches, three 0 down well, to Queen of the South, and they still got a draw. Oh, yeah. Well, as I picked this game on two accounts, one. Uh, obviously, for Inverness drawing, I think this is, that's, must be their, about their twelfth, thirteenth draw of the season. It's their ninth uh, in the last ten. I mean, come on, man! Like, what is going on there? Like, you just <laughs> surely it gets surely it gets to the point in games where you go, oh, I may as well just go for it. Don't care if we lose. I go like sick of just like you'd, <laughs> if there was an outsider looking in, you'd think Craig Brown was in charge there. Um, <laughs> But I, that was the first point, just given the fact Inverness drew a game, uh, which seems to just happen all the time. Um, and secondly, I think it's testament to the, the work Edinburgh City are doing, um, that they can give championship teams a, a, a real good game at the minute. Obviously it was a, a late equaliser, and I'm not too sure how um, eager they will be to travel up to Inverness on a, a midweek Scottish Cup replay. But I think that... To draw with Inverness, who let's face it, have plans to go back up into the Premiership this season, um, is absolutely terrific, and I do think that that will give them extra confidence going back into the league. Hmm. Um. I'll be interested to see how that one finishes off. Um, in terms of just horrific, horrific journeys that you've got to make, uh, I know Morton will be a big fan of having to travel up midweek to Peterhead. This is my game that I'm going to pick out. Um, kind of similar to a lot of the games that you guys have picked out in terms of a team quite a few divisions below picking up a, a good result against a team quite a few divisions above them um, but yeah I wonder if I wonder if a, a similar thing although slightly different because it's the the higher up team going to visit the team that's literally higher up the country hmm. um, with with Morton um, yeah it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be interesting I think to see the, how that one the goes. The replay will probably have been done by the time a lot of people are listening to this. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night. <gasps> I did not know that. It seems incredibly early to play a, a match that was literally just played. Um, but no, Tuesday night, Peterhead against Morton. And it's the, the, other, the other game that was drawn, which I think I'm right in saying was Annan and, I want to say, Montrose. Montrose, yes. That will also be on Tuesday, although I think Inverness, Edinburgh will be the following, uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it's the fourth, whatever day that is. So good, efficient organising in Scottish football. I mean, it's not as me if there's a rush to play these matches. I know that December is busy, but for God's sake, give the guys longer than 72 <laughs> hours to play again. So what is going on there? Um... It's- just very quickly, uh, in terms of looking at the future of the Scottish Cup, um, it has no future. And it has no. Fu- it has no future. Not under um, Premier Sports. Does <sighs> oh. he come in Could, next week? Am I right in saying that they're in as soon as January, isn't it? Seriously, is it this right season? I didn't oh, know that. No, it's, it's oh, twenty twenty, no. isn't it? Oh no. 
No, I'm sure that's the League Cup and the SP. I'm sure the SFA stuff went to the BBC and Premier Sports. Yeah, it is. It's January starts Premier Sports. Oh, no. So, what, uh, we don't know exactly how the, the, they'll divvy it up, but if you're looking at matches in the round, um, Cowdenbeath Rangers will be on telly. Donald Finlay will be pretty chuffed about that one. That'll be like mm-hmm. all his Christmases have come at once in more ways than one. Um, elsewhere, what you're looking at? Airdrie, Airdrie and Celtic. I don't know. 1995. Uh, maybe if they build it like that. I, I'd be surprised. There's not a great deal of other things. I mean, Hearts Livy oh, isn't particularly t- enticing, is it? Air Rock and Lick. Well, I think there's an argument. I don't think it was Pine Bovro or McBookie, one of those two, saying that that could be a, a televised game. I, I would certainly. <laughs> I'd that. watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> that would be a, an absolute cracker. Uh, I, I just look elsewhere and what else is there really to get excited about? Celtic Airdrie, perhaps, because it's Celtic, but it's not really a, a great tie. Um, St. Johnson Hamilton's hardly enticing for an all player yeah. match. Motherwell Ross County, maybe, I don't know. Is that pushing mm-hmm. it? Um, Hearts, Hearts Livy, possibly, because it's two teams who are doing well, but again, it's hardly inspiring, is it? I think you should redraw. It's <laughs> it, possibly the uh, worst draw ever. Air Auchinleck is genuinely the best... It's a tie of the round. Yeah, it absolutely, 100%. And I don't know if that's because, I mean, obviously the, the podcast has kind of its, its roots in Ayrshire. Um, I don't know if it's slightly biased in that respect, but no, that is 100% the tie of the round, uh, Air United, Auckland, Left Talbot. I don't know about 100%. Crowds, but I would assume you would get two and a half, three thousand for that. I I'd th- watch that. I think you could get a great That'd be great. for that one. Ta- Talbot are a big team in here, so they've got a big following. Uh, I think you'd probably see that as a, a wee bit similar to Beef in terms of it would be Killy against um, Air. Maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. I suppose it is further south, actually, now I say that. I don't really know my geography too well. So, uh, what's, what's further What's further south? Uh, Auchin Lake. Lake. Yeah, Auchin Lake. Possibly. It? But it's, it's further south. So I don't know exactly how they'll view that, but I think you're right. Cowdenbeath Rangers will be one of them. You wonder if someone like Dundee, Queen of the South, would be on telly, but I don't really know. I think the thing for me in terms of the the Premier Sports thing is you want to be able to market the game to people outside of Scotland, and nobody outside of Scotland is going to buy a Premier Sports subscription. Uh, Nobody, well, unless obviously you're a Scottish football fan, I just don't think that it appeals to the kind of wider market audience, if you like, and it's just... Don't know, it's just a bit uninspiring, mm. really. It is, uh, it is. It is interesting to see. Like, it's it's a case of like, how do you make money out of Scottish football? Do you just put it out there for free as often as you can and get money through other forms of advertising, or do you charge people to watch it? Mm. It's interesting to see that, that they've gone for let's charge people to watch it, mm. and it's just it's just going to be. Scottish football fans that will pay for Premier Sports, I think. <laughs> uh, but it's, all, it's also interesting in the sense of Premier Sports doing this because it's not like the league where you're like, you're, well, you're guaranteed at least three Hearts Hibs, three Celtic Rangers, three Aberdeen Rangers, three Celtic Aberdeen games. The Scottish Cup's a bit different. <laughs> and they've ended up with a round like this where they'll be broadcasting <laughs> Auchinleck v Air to yeah. their eight subscribers. Mm. Not great. Wraith Rovers than Fairman's a derby as well. But I don't know Hell whether, yeah. whether that's worthy of televisation. 
Mm. I don't know. I'd watch. I'd watch Air Rock and Lake before that. Yeah, but again, that could that could be because of my own inherent bias. A terrible state of affairs, really. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the, the more I think about what you said, Gamba, I can see the Celtic Airdrieonians being billed as the whatever it was ninety five repeat. I could see that being in telly. No. I don't. And on that dark note, do you want to, do you want to leave it there, lads? Yeah, <laughs> Bring on the fifth well. round. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In the past, you've always had like one standout. There's usually an Edinburgh derby or someone big in there, but it really is a bit... Mm. But I'm sure there'll be, there'll be great games. The positive is that the majority... There'll be a, there'll be a giant killing in there somewhere, won't there? When you look, there's yeah. too many... Hamilton will be St Johnston. Oh, yeah. Hamilton going to St Johnston. A real giant killing. Stenhouse Muir Aberdeen. Oh, I was going to say Stenny's, Stenny's the, the biggest uh, potential banana skin out of that. Um, so a, a final wee point, sorry, just quickly. Uh, Alwa going back to St Mirren, Jim Goodwin, obviously, could be interesting as well. Mm. 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 Would that count as a giant killing? Uh, mm, no. No. Right, okay, cool. Um, you have to be two divisions apart. And it has to right, be okay. a giant. St Mirren aren't a giant. <gasps> Con- more controversy on the podcast. Um, right, okay. Lads, we don't have any questions or comments because uh, I forgot to ask for them. <laughs> <laughs> the well-oiled machine that is the burst Scottish football podcast. <laughs> yeah, mm, I think we broke down at the start of this season, Hamish. <laughs> um, so I think that's us, boys. Mm-hmm. Um I'll wrap. I will wrap it up there. Um, Hamish, thank you so much for coming back once again. That's alright. It is. It is always a pleasure. Um, is there anything you want to plug while you've got while you've got time? Is there anything? Is there anything uh, you want people to you want people to listen to well, or read or watch? That, that sounds so much like you've set this up, and I can only assure the listeners that you haven't, and you've completely no, said I haven't. That out of the blue, I genuinely. Um, I'm actually I'm hosting a, an ice hockey show on a Monday night um, on Rock Sport Radio so if people want to give that a listen they can listen on DAB across central Scotland on the website which is rocksportradio.co.uk uh, and you also get the podcast which is uh, on kind of all the usual podcast places if they search for Rock Sport Radio and the show is called Behind the Glass uh, if you've uh, not got enough of me then uh, you can get more of me there or if, you're, or if you're just into ice hockey yes quite literally because that is good what stuff. we talk about. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ryan, is there anything you want to plug? Aberdeen's defence. <laughs> 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 right, okay. Um, right, lads, it's been a pleasure, as always, uh, speaking to you. Um, it's been great to chat, and we will speak to you soon. Possibly next week, who knows... Uh, Hopefully an ecstatic uh, someone will be on the podcast following the cup final. So we will speak to you then. (laughs) Goodbye.